0: true joy only comes from Jesus and it's not just an outward natural happiness that we experience it's a deep satisfaction within our souls of knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength and we have to share that joy with others. welcome back to Unspeakable Joy podcast with your host, Joy Sixtos. I'm glad that you have joined me once again for another awesome episode. Today, we are going to be talking all things back to school. And I have with me none other than my brother, Jonathan Sixtos. Hey, John, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Glad to be back.
0: Awesome. It's wonderful to have you here. As you know, you met Jonathan in season one on the show, Meet My Brother. But let me give you a little bit of information about Jonathan. He is a local secondary high school teacher teaching English and making a huge difference in the student population that he works with. Not only does he work with one grade level, he works with many others and God has blessed him to where he can also empower other teachers in his school district with the Holy Ghost ideas that the Lord has given him on how to be an amazing instructor and how to reach the students at their level, not only with natural instruction but in a way with life lessons. Several years ago, Jonathan was also named Texas Semi-Finalist Teacher of the Year, and God really blessed him for his efforts of being an educator in his field with only a few years of experience at that point. But throughout his life, you know, he's gleaned from my mother that was also a teacher and raised us accordingly and from other resources, including Dr. Dobson and, and things like that on how to reach out to the next generation. He also serves as youth pastor. Pastor for several years at the Good News Church in the Victoria, Texas area, and he's also been a blessing into them as well. So today, We're going to sit with Jonathan and get some techniques and advice on how to prepare ourselves as parents and how to prepare our students and youth for the upcoming school year. So Jonathan, I have a few questions to get us started today. How has your life been? I know in the spring semester, things changed and pretty much most schools, if not all in America, had to transition to remote learning. How has that impacted you? How have things been?
1: Well, the biggest thing I would say is that we have entered into a time period of uncertainty and you think back throughout history where people have referenced like uh, global pandemics, the flu pandemic of 1918, World War II, different things that have really disrupted our national and personal routines and that's definitely where we are right now. Uh, Myself as an educator, and students all around the world, we're facing times of uncertainty.
0: Can you give us some examples of how you moved over from face-to-face instruction within the school district and within your youth group as a youth pastor to being virtual, to doing things online, to using other resources?
1: Yeah, I think it's great that you phrased it like that, going virtual, because some people have the misconception that when the virus hit the US, that schools shut down. Well, schools didn't shut down, we just went remote. Teachers were still Distributing information and connecting with kids and doing our best to reach them where they were with the tools that we had and I'm thankful that we live in a technologically advanced time where we had the tools and the capabilities with my knowledge of podcasting and video production and digital arts and different things where I was still able to reach out and uh, minister to the needs of both my students and our youth class. Uh, But we do miss that personal interaction. That's definitely one of the perks of the job. So uh, I do miss that. And I am looking forward to when it is safe for us to come back together.
0: Oh, I know, I bet. I know your kids, you know, must have missed you at the high school because you are somewhat of even a father figure to them. So they miss that. And I know your youth miss you for being a light to them as well. And I know, I think you even use some apps and different tools to keep in touch with them.
1: Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are listening now to the Unspeakable Joy podcast, chances are you're listening on Anchor.fm, which is a free worldwide platform that we're able to distribute these, uh, these things But we've also been using the church Facebook channel, our Facebook group, and we use live broadcasts with Pastor Ruben when I've been a guest speaker on occasion. And for the youth, primarily, I've been using our church YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash GNC Victoria, and even using tools and different resources that are available. I'm very thankful for our friends at Discovery Camp, even though we weren't able to join them in person They had the option for us to purchase what they like to call Camp in a Box, and so we were able to have materials and a series and some fun games and and activities for our youth because they are also experiencing that transition in these times of uncertainty. But what we'd like to say in these times of uncertainty is that we have a certain God in whom we put our hope.
0: Thank God that there are free resources out there. And there are even YouTube videos to learn how to stay connected with certain software, with certain hardware, easy to learn programs that we can use in order to reach out to others. So thank God for that. And thank God that in a way we can use that to see each other as we are ministering. So um, I bet you one thing, I know for sure that if Jesus were alive today, that he would definitely take advantage of the internet and of all the resources in order to get the gospel message across. So even like you mentioned for this platform, we thank God for it so that people all over the world can hear the good news. So John, as the new school year is going to begin and I know here within the state of Texas and all across the the country, there's been some debate on whether children should go back to in-person face-to-face classes or if they should continue remote learning or have a hybrid, kind of a, a mixture of both options. What kind of advice would you offer to parents at this moment on how to maneuver that, whether they are going to go one route or the other, according to their school district?
1: Well, if you're getting your back to school supply list ready, the number one thing that I encourage you to put in your child's backpack is a very large family size bulk purchased package of grace because they're going to need it. The students are going to need grace. The teachers are going to need grace. Administrators are going to need grace. And if I can just kind of speak to the culture of our country, uh, recently we've seen and we've been deceived into thinking that people who cause us inconvenience are our enemy. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes people have to make us do the hard things in order to do what's best for us. You know, the Bible clearly says that God is love and everybody loves to say that God is love. God is love as if it's a free pass. But the Bible also clearly says that whom he love, he corrects. Mm, that's true. And that's something I love to kind of promote every June just because of certain holidays that we have. And I say, God is love, love wins, whom he loves, he corrects. And sometimes we miss out on that. So as parents, it is our job to love and correct our children, but we also need to model that grace for them. Because if our child is going to be in a situation and an environment of uncertainty, we need to equip them with the grace to handle that situation. And many times we think like, well, my child needs to think that I know everything or, or I have to have an answer for every question. They need to see how we deal with that uncertainty. One of our favorite and, and really big and effective teaching strategies is called modeling. Watch me work through this problem. Watch me look through this text. And we as parents need to take that practice into our home lives. Watch me pray to God in the midst of uncertainty. Watch me trust Him when I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. And I think that that is my number one advice for parents, is not just to equip them with grace, but to demonstrate that grace for them.
0: Mm, That is good information. We're talking about back to school, and we have my brother Jonathan Sixtos here as a teacher himself offering his advice. Jonathan, what would you say in regards to the natural sense of things? How should they encourage their students in the natural sense at this time?
1: I think it's important for people to realize that, and this sounds really weird for me to say as a public school teacher, schools are not our saviors. Many times we depend on the government to answer all of our questions and provide for our needs, but Philippians 4.19 is very clear where it says, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so uh, we have a tendency to kind of fall back on what's comfortable and what's familiar in these times of uncertainty. And for many of us, we think, well, the school's going to take care of it. You know, the school's going to feed my child and educate my child, but the school can't provide the spiritual and supernatural needs of your child. So my advice to students is to fear Not And how are we going to combat that fear? How are we going to overcome the fear that we are most definitely going to encounter? You know, you can't just say, well, it's all rainbows and unicorns and I'm going to be okay. We have to deal with reality. Jesus promised us in this world you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. So my advice to students would be fear not, have some scriptures at the ready, have some resources in your heart that when these situations come, you are prepared to overcome them.
0: That is so true, Jonathan. I'm glad you mentioned that because as students return, whether face to face or online instruction, they're also going to be having their peers that work through maybe some anxiety, some depression, the uncertainty you're talking about, not knowing, having no faith, having no hope, and being afraid. Am I going to contract the virus? How am I going to do? Am I going to pass it to my family? How am I going to be successful in my classes? Just a lot of stress for young people to deal with. and if they don't have that anchor and that hope that we have in Jesus, it can be very stressful. But thankfully, students that have Jesus in their heart and have that extra security found in His Word can have the resources that they need to be successful this school year. That's right. um, Jesus is always our help. You know, Jesus is our strength, and and He's the way, the truth, and the life. Even in this situation, He's giving us the way to be successful. He's giving us the way to have great peace. He's the truth. He's going to tell us the truth on how to be successful to navigate these waters. And he is our life. He's going to give us life even in the midst of death from this virus. So we thank God for his goodness in that area. So as a youth pastor, even, do you have any advice to the young people on how they can be modern day ministers, even using their social media, their online avenues? Do you have any guidance for them on how they can reach out to their fellow peers.
1: Yeah, I'm a big proponent of the Bible app and there's a, a function in the Bible app where you can make illustrations out of scriptures and I love that we are able to do that and share those scriptures on social media cuz the Bible very clearly says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we feel a little low in our faith, well I don't know what's going to happen, I feel scared, I feel terrified and faith being the, the evidence of things hoped for, the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, then we can either have faith about the things that are unseen or have fear for that uncertainty of things that are unseen. And that's a very natural biological response and that's something that I wanna give advice to the kids. You are going to feel these feelings. These feelings are valid, these feelings are natural. But we don't have to stop at those feelings. We don't have to make decisions based on those feelings. Your feelings are not final. We don't make decisions based on how we feel. We make decisions based on his word because that's real. So that's what I wanna share with the kids, to have those scriptures to meditate on, because sometimes you have to talk your mind into what you know already in your spirit, because your mind's gonna freak out, your body's gonna have these chemical reactions to stimuli around you, whether you feel like, I I feel scared because I have this mask on and I have to have this mask on, and, and if I take my mask off, something bad's gonna happen, but we know that it's just something we're doing temporarily for a season for the good of everyone around us. So when you think about these things, when you pray and meditate on the Word of God, that's what's going to bring you that peace that you need you know
0: God's peace is for everyone and we can extend that to others so young people that are listening today I want to encourage you as the Holy Spirit leads you reach out to your friends reach out to your instructors your principals, and pray for them use the tools and the knowledge that God has given you to be a witness and an example to them and I tell you what that prayer that encouragement is going to make a difference is going to turn people's lives around God is going to use you in a powerful way and I'm excited about this new school year, even though I work at a community college. We do have some guidance, we do have some information about how classes will be conducted and how operations will function, but all in all, we are there as a living hope to be Jesus to the world. And so I encourage you, young people, young adults in college, to just trust God, be in prayer every day, even under your breath, praying in the Spirit, praying unto God for wisdom, and knowing too that your steps are ordained of God because the Holy Spirit will lead you, right, John, to go to certain activities even or not to go because He knows for your safety what could happen in these places. So always depend on the Holy Spirit.
1: Definitely. A lot of young people out there, you may be involved in athletics and you. Know what it sounds like when your coach calls an audible, or he brings something to your attention, or maybe she's telling you watch that back row or front row, be prepared for a tip or whatever it is. Whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, water polo, you know the voice of your coach. And so Jesus very clearly makes this reference where he says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. They know me. Now Jesus also tells us in John chapter 15 that the Holy Spirit is coming, the Spirit of truth. And so we need to practice hearing listening and learning what that voice sounds like so that we can follow just like we'd follow a coach you know who says watch out for this side or or watch out for this the holy spirit so many times when we listen to him will tell us hey watch out for this You need to be in this position or stay away from this area. Or even in the positive sense, like this person needs help. Pray for this person. Send this scripture to this person. And that's been kind of one of the, the joys of social media is I've sent some encouragement to some of my friends and getting those messages back like, wow, how did you know that I needed this right now? And the reality is I didn't. But the one who's coaching us in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, he knows what we all need.
0: Also, I want to speak to the parents out there. And and Jonathan, I know you could offer some advice here too. Parents, be encouraged. Stand your ground. Don't operate in fear. And also be that Holy Spirit voice, in a sense, to your children that if you feel your child should not participate in this in the school year or that or go to this activity or do this or whatever to protect your child from this natural COVID virus Stand strong because you're doing the best you can for your family. And same thing on the flip side with the young people. Listen to your parents. They're doing this for the best. They're doing it for your health because they're concerned and they love you. And like Jonathan said, this is just temporary. This is a season. Eventually, you will be able to return to a normal back-to-school setting.
1: I'd like to take a couple minutes just to encourage Uh, fellow ministers, especially youth ministers out there who might feel that discouragement. You know, personally, I've had to interact with a lot of parents who feel kind of educationally inadequate. Well, my child is at home and I can't help them with trigonometry or AP English, and they feel kind of those feelings of inadequacy or they feel trapped or stuck, and that just adds to the anxiety. But for us who are ministers of the gospel, it can be very disheartening to not be able to experience that koinonia, that that fellowship, that building each other up, encouraging each other in the faith. So for you, I want to encourage you and we really need to get back to the basics. Like Christ told Peter, I'm going to build my church on the rock of revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And even though we are not able to interact with them, we never based our ministry on entertaining them. We always need to come back to the foundations of praying for our students. So in any ministry that you're in, whether it's student ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, jail ministry, there is no prerequisite to pray for the flock. And that's what Jesus did. He got away. He social distanced, if you will, from his disciples. And he said, we're going to pray. We're going to spend time charging up that battery. We're going to spend time building up our faith because trials are going to come. In this world, you will have troubles. But for those of you who feel ineffective right now, who feel inadequate right now, who feel like everything that I used to minister has been taken away, well, we can still pray. We can still send those messages. And that's going to perform a breakthrough in their lives even better than some rousing sermon that you may be preached, or some amazing program with an incredible song and fog and light show and all these things, all they do is amplify the message of Jesus Christ. And all of those things, when taken away, don't remove the message of Jesus Christ. Like Paul said, Christ crucified, that's what I want to preach, the full counsel of God, so we can still pray, we can still reach out, we can still send nuggets, or even like we say spicy nuggets, to the people who are listening and in our sphere of influence. Don't feel like, well, my microphone's been taken away, so my ministry has been taken away. No, you were a minister before you got the microphone because it was a calling of God on your life. Because David was a king before he was ever inaugurated or coronated. He was a king when God called him to be a king, even in his youth. And so now his responsibility is to do whatever it takes to develop the gifts and talents that God put inside of him so that when the time came, he was ready. So when everything kind of goes back to normal, don't let the Lord come back and catch you sleeping. Don't take this time off. Continue to pray, continue to read, continue to build yourself up and reach out to those students because they're going to need you in these times of uncertainty more than ever.
0: That is so good. I would encourage you as a family to gather your children, gather your spouse as often as possible, preferably every day, every school day, whether it's that night before school, or the morning before school, you know, during your breakfast time, to gather and whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, whatever the Lord leads you to do, to read a scripture or to have a time of prayer, like Jonathan is saying, to encourage each other, show that unity and help bring Great peace unto your family and your children for the day ahead. Jonathan, let's talk about a resource that you showed me from Kenneth Hagan Ministries out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Speaking of prayer, can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, the Six family, is a supporter of Kenneth Hagan's ministries, even since Kenneth E. Hagan. Uh, we thank God for the the work that they do for not just, you know, Bible school students and church planters, but also for families And so they gave us 15 scriptures to pray over your children in their monthly correspondence. So I'm going to go through a list of these if you want to write these down. For strength, we have Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And for courage, we have Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For health... We have 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, Beloved, I pray all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For peace, we have Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. For provision, we have Philippians 4, 19, like we talked about, that God will supply all your needs. For direction, we have Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, To trust in the Lord with all your heart don't lean on your own understanding. For protection, we have Psalms 91, the whole chapter is good, but verses 1 and 2 talk about who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For favor, we have to believe for God to give us favor, even unmerited favor in these times, and I love how it says in Psalms 512, for you bless the righteous, O Lord, you cover him with favor as with a shield. For godly relationships, Proverbs 13 and verse 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of the fools will suffer harm. For joy, Psalm 16, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. For compassion, like we talked about, we're going to have to have a lot of grace this year. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. For justice, we've got Isaiah 1:17 learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Wisdom, James 1.5, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. For hope, we have Romans 15.13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And for love, Obviously, 1 Corinthians 13, but we're going to focus on verses 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends.
0: Amen to all of that. God's word is good and definitely an encouragement to us as we head back to school. Jonathan, what a powerful, powerful podcast today with spiritual tips for parents, students, and youth young people in general, and also natural tips and information to be successful, to not have fear as we step into a new school year. I would encourage, you know, our listeners to celebrate your successes as parents and students as well as you go through the year, however the Lord leads you, whether it's a daily encouragement when you get home, everybody had a good successful day, celebrate that. If it's a weekly thing, if it's a, an ice cream party, whatever to celebrate, because along with the tension going on in the natural We need to balance that and and override that with God's word and with natural celebration and encouragement to our young people and parents. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always a joy.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. It's always fun to be here, and I'm excited to see how God's using you in this new ministry format. You know, we're not out there ministering in all of uh, the, the member churches that we have and friends and, and family, but we are still able to get the gospel out because the Great Commission is not on pause.
0: Absolutely. Praise God for that. Jonathan, as we close, would you mind praying for our parents and young people as they begin to head back to school in the next couple weeks?
1: Sure, I'd love to. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had to address the needs of your people, Father God. We thank you that we are ministers of the gospel in the way that we live our daily lives, not just what we post on social media, not just what we say with our mouths, but the meditations of our hearts, the actions of our obedience and faithfulness. And Lord, we pray for your people right now in these times of uncertainty. We thank you that on Christ, the solid rock, we stand because all other ground is sinking sand. I thank you that the words of the scriptures we went over would comfort us, that we are reminded that we don't make decisions on how we feel in the moment, but we make decisions on you, your word, because it is real, it is truth. Jesus, you said your words are spirit and they are life. And I thank you, God, that as we trust in your word, as we listen to the guidance of your Holy Spirit, you will lead us into truth. You will lead us into life You would keep us from dangerous situations. You would give us helpful hints and tips and even places that we can minister to people who are hurting, who are afraid. Just like Jesus said, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us, it is to preach the good news. And in this world of uncertainty, in these times of bad news, God, I thank you that we are raising up a generation who is not ashamed to share the good news news. And I pray, Father, protection over all those listening as we go back to school, that we continue to extend that grace, that we continue to work as best as we can with those around us because we know they're doing the best that they can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. And I want to leave you with one last scripture found in Numbers chapter six, verse 24 through 26. And we know it as Aaron's blessing. It says, and the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So we thank God for his grace and his faithfulness and the blessing as we head back to school. Thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate your time. Until next time, God bless you.